Roo-doo-doo-doo-doo. What's going on, everybody? It is 2 p.m. on Monday, June 29th, and my name is Brody McShane, and I'm going to give you a little outlook on, on the Philadelphia Eagles' upcoming season based on their offseason. You know, it's, we've now had time to kind of digest and understand exactly what this team is going to look like moving forward, you know, planning on the fact that there is a season. Uh, but I figured I'd, I'd go into some detail on, on how Howie Roseman has kind of constructed the team this offseason and, and where I believe they, they line up and stand, you know, in terms of the rest of the NFL. Um, so I look at the offensive side of the ball, man, and, you know, left tackle is a question mark. I'll start there. I'll start up front. Uh, left tackle is a question mark. However, I don't believe it's as big of a question mark as people are making it out to be. Um, you know, Andre Dillard has some big shoes to fill. Jason Peters, you know, uh, even at his age, was still a, an above-average left tackle and has, has been a guy that has done it for a long time. Um, but the Eagles drafted Andre Dillard and actually traded up for him a couple years back for a reason, man. And, and, and that reason was to fulfill a starting role and play a really important spot on the team. And, you know, he's reportedly bulked up to around 335 pounds, which is obviously where you want to be at. Um, now the, the difficult part is, man, there's been no mini camp. There's been no, no opportunity to really see, you know, has he progressed with his handwork and where's footwork, uh, and is him being 335, is that truthful or is that false? So, you know, time will tell on that. I guess when you roll around a training camp, we'll see, uh, it's a question mark, man. When he got exposure in week seven and eight last year, it's not necessarily fair to judge him for that. I mean, they went to Minnesota and he had to play against guys like Everson Griffin and, Anthony Barr was a, was a pretty consistent blitzer off the edge as well. Um, you know, and then turn around Dallas the following week in a, in a really marquee matchup going up against the Marcus Lawrence, who ultimately had it down here last year, but is a pretty highly coveted defensive lineman in football. So I, I don't think the exposure he had, and I don't think he did terrible in those, in those games. I think his exposure was good. I think that's good to gain experience. Um... You know, however, he needs to take a big step this year. I think he is arguably the biggest storyline of this whole offseason. I know that that might be underrated in some aspects, and you might be thinking, oh, well, what about the wide receiver core? What about Carson Wentz's continued development? Or is there a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia, which I think is totally off the table? But regardless, um, I think Dillard is probably the biggest storyline, in my opinion, because it's such an important position. And now with the loss of Brandon Brooks, you really need Andre Dillard to come in and play well. Um, and it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting way to see, but I look at left guard. I think Sam Allen has solidified himself as a really solid left guard. Kelsey is still probably the best center in football. Uh, right guard is a huge question mark. The, the loss of Brandon Brooks is, is monumental. And I, I don't, I don't think for people that don't understand that, um, understand it now, man. I mean, the Eagles are going to really miss him this year. Uh, he is a star studded right guard. He, he's a huge part to this team. Um, now in an ideal world and in a perfect situation, you know, after following guys on inside the birds, Kaplan and Jeff Mosher, along with, uh, Greg Cosell, uh, that there is an opportunity potentially for Brooks, you know, given his history of rehabbing where he is really regimented, organized, and he gets through it to six to nine month recovery. There is expectation, not expectation or hope that he could return in the postseason. um, I think that's a little far-fetched right now. At the end of the day, you're not going to have Brandon Brooks this year. And I think that's something that's tough. Now, Matt Pryor is a guy that has shown promise. And again, a lack of a minicamp really hurts the Eagles in this situation. But Matt Pryor is a guy that has shown promise. 
Um, I think they're high on him. I would not be surprised if they brought in a guy like, you know, could Jason Peters play right guard? I don't know. I get the vibe that if Jason Peters comes back to the Philadelphia Eagles, he's playing left tackle and left tackle only because that's what he has played throughout his career. But that could potentially be something you look at. Are there other guys out there like Larry Warford who played in New Orleans last year and he was actually a pro bowler? That's something you got to look at. But big shoes to fill up right guard, man. Big shoes to fill. Prior, I, they, they got faith in, and he, he did decent in his exposure last year. Um, you know, in the Seattle playoff game, I think he played all right. But big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. And then, you know, you look at Lane Johnson, who is arguably the best right tackle in football as well. So I, I really like what they have with Kelsey and Johnson as leaders. Sayamalu has solidified himself as a solid left guard. You need Dillard to really hit. You need – that has to work. Like, there can be – that's got to work, man. You traded up for him. You drafted him in the first round for a reason. He's bulked up. It's year two. He's gotten exposure. Like, the Eagles need him to really take the next leap, if that makes sense. Um, you know, now let, let's branch out. Let's look at the tight ends. I, I, I think it's the, the best tight end duo in football. Now, not every team runs a two tight end, 12 personnel type of system like the Philadelphia Eagles do, but – you know, Ertz over the past three years has averaged around 820 to 840 yards receiving. He's been the Eagles' most consistent receiver for the past five years, and I think that's not a stretch by any means. I mean, Zach Ertz is a an underrated, underappreciated beast, to put it to put it lightly. So uh, I, I think what he continues to do at that position, I still get eye-opening about it because he's been in the league now for, for some time. Still only 29 years old. to be 30 in November. Um, Ertz is a guy that defenses always have to account for. And that's Carson's number one guy. And you look at Dallas Goddard, who is also a really talented player. Um, you know, Zach Ertz is a 90 overall on Madden. Goddard's an 82. That's, you know, that's a good tight end duo. You know, I'm just kind of trying to throw a joke out there. But bottom line is Dallas Goddard is a really good football player as well. And look, man, they run 12 personnel. So people saying, oh, well, you know, Dallas is a backup tight end. No, he's not. You know, the Eagles run an offense where two tight ends start on the field. And, and those are their two tight ends. I think the Eagles and Doug Peterson specifically with the new offensive personnel that you have, you know, with players and with staff, um, had the ability to become very creative with those guys and use them in a variety of different ways that I think will definitely benefit the team. Um, I look at the running back position. It is going to be the Booby Miles show in 2020 and so on. I mean, I, I think Miles Sanders has the potential to be a really good football player. Showed it last year. Kind of that, I mean, I'm not comparing him to Christian McCaffrey, but their play style is similar, man. It really is. Um, the ability to, you know, receive the ball out of the backfield – um, the exceptional burst and quickness, you know, the guy was a better blocker than I expected. He was a more, Miles Sanders was a lot more physical than I, of a runner than I expected. Um, I think the Eagles really hit on him. I think you have a, you know, potential pro bowler out of that backfield. I mean, number 26 is damn good, man. He's going to be pretty good. And I look at, you know, Boston Scott. Yeah, I think Boston's had a, a difficult time holding on to the football at times. And, and what is his role? You know, he's a really small, he's a smaller type of player, but he's a, a quick change up back. What is his role? And that's something that I am going to wait to see. You know, does he get five to seven touches a game? Is that something that's realistic for him? Because at the bottom line, man, the Eagles have run a running back by committee really ever since Doug Peterson came in here. Uh, even when you look back with Chip Kelly with DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews with Sproles. Um, 
But this is the Miles Sanders show, man. Doug Peterson has not had a running back as talented as, as Miles. The Eagles have not had a running back as talented as Miles Sanders since LaShawn McCoy. I mean, I, I'm, I'm speaking that highly of the guys. So I think, I think the Eagles really hit the nail on the head. Sanders is going to be getting the bulk of the carries. Clement's a guy that was brought back, I think, you know, to create some depth. If he can be healthy, Corey's a good player, man. You saw it in 2017 when he was able to do, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy since. Um, he also gives you versatility on special teams, which I think you really like as well. But I would not be surprised if they brought in a veteran. You know, Devontae Freeman, LaShawn McCoy. That'd be cool to see Shady back in Eagle Screen before he retired. But, uh, you know, does his skill set really apply? That's something that's, that's another conversation. But the bottom line is, man, is, is I like what they have at the running back position. I like what they have up front. I think the two tight ends are good, really good. But the big question mark is, man, you know, this receiving core needed to improve. Um, now, those two tight ends can, can be a part of that receiving core. Don't get me wrong. But the wide receivers needed to improve, and I think Howie did that. You know, when you, when you look at Howie, Howie Rosen's motive this offseason was, you know, and have the Eagles improved versus haven't they? Time will tell, man. That's very difficult to answer right now. Um, but I think the Eagles set out to do what Howie Roseman initially stated, and, and that was Howie said, you know, we're going to get younger and we're going to get faster. Okay, and I think those are are two things that they did. You know, the Eagles now, I, I don't know the exact statistic off the top of my head, but we're in the bottom, bottom half of teams in terms of age last season, and now they're in the top 10 of, of younger teams. So not only have they really shifted with that, but you added speed to the offense, man. I mean, you get Deshaun back, which is huge now. You know, whatever you get out of him this year is a bonus because he's not going to play 16 games. Now, Deshaun has never been a guy to miss 13 games in a season before. He's never had that, but it's always been soft tissue stuff with him, like a hamstring, a groin, a quad. You know, for as fast as the guy runs, those types of injuries are understandable. But I realistically think you can get 12, 12 games out of Deshaun this year. I think that's understandable. I think that's very realistic as well. So he brings – I don't think people – like Deshaun Jackson will be productive until the day he retires – and I think him and Carson Wentz were really on the same page last year prior to him going down. I mean, really on the same page. So I, I expect that relationship to continue to grow. Uh, you draft Rager in the first round, you know. A lot of people arguing, you know, uh, Jalen Rager versus Justin Jefferson because Jefferson was still on the board. And Jefferson, probably the, the better receiver. He put up the, the gaudier numbers, that's for sure. But Eagles need a perimeter speed, man. They need a perimeter speed, and that's what Jalen Rager brings to the table. That's exactly the type of player he is. He's also a guy that can return punts and play special teams. Um, I think Rager's skill set really fitted what this team needs. Now, time will tell if he's good or not, but his burst, his versatility, his deep threat ability is something that now he gets the opportunity to grow with Carson Wentz because Deshaun's going to be out of the league soon, man. It's just, you know, he's 34, going, going on 35 years old. You know, realistically, he could be back at the end of next, you know, next season as well, but Deshaun's career is, uh, he, he's got not many years left. It, it, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. And I think Rager kind of takes his position over as, as an offensive kind of firecracker type of weapon you know, when Deshaun fully retires. But, you know, Marquise Goodwin, man, you know, a guy that's 29 years old, speedster, ran a 4.27 out of Texas. Um, back in 2017, I think he had, like, around 900 yards receiving. It was a really productive player. Look, man, the issue with him is over the past three years, he's played in 12 games. 
That's four games a year. That is bad. <laughs> uh, to put it, I, I'm just going to put it, but that's not good. That's not encouraging. So bringing, it, bringing him in, he, he definitely fills a role. That's, that's absolutely for sure. But durability is still a huge question mark at the position. But you get Alshon back from injury. And I, I'm expecting Alshon to, to make a difference in this offense. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. And I think that whole report... There's definitely some validity to it, but I thought it was also Howard Eskin kind of blowing something up, which Howard Eskin loves to do. He loves to stir the pot, man, and he loves to create nothing from something. So, or something from nothing, rather. Um, but I, I expect Alshon to be a pretty big contributor as well, and I think Ortega Whiteside in year two, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm not saying he's going to be a star-studded, highly coveted NFL receiver in year two, but he should improve, man. I mean, that that's the trajectory of his career. There were a couple moments last year. That's the trajectory of typical, you know, second-round picks as they, you know, continue through their career. Um, he had some moments last year. In the Cowboy game, he had a, a couple big catches. He had a touchdown against the Dolphins. He had a big catch against the Giants on, the mon- you know, on Monday night. Um, you know, Greg Ward, too, another guy that really came onto the scene last year. and A versatile player, man. Guy that's, the thing is with Greg Ward is he's not the fastest guy. He's not the biggest guy. Guy catches the football. He doesn't drop the football, man, and that's something that, believe me, the Eagles have really needed guys that can just really catch the football, and I think Ward is definitely that. And you look at guys they brought in, like John Hightower is a, is a speedster. Quez Watkins is a speedster. Now, I don't think both of those guys will make the roster, but the bottom line is they got younger and faster at that position, and that position was so vital. And then you, and then you look at the quarterback spot, man, and I think Carson Wentz proved to me last year that um, – I was very I, I was skeptical of Carson last year. There were a couple moments where I really questioned how how in the moment he was. Um, but you also got to look at the, the guys he was throwing to and the guys he had around him. It was not anything special. So once those last four weeks of the season was an elite quarterback, and yeah, the competition you know wasn't great. But the Eagles also as a team weren't all that great. The Eagles had no business being in the playoffs last year, and Carson Wentz was probably the most important reason why they were in the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, 27 touchdowns to seven interceptions, the first 4,000-yard passer in franchise history, the first 4,000-yard passer without a 500-yard receiver in NFL history, which that is some big-time stuff right there. Um, and, I, you know, he goes down with an injury, a freak injury, an injury that um, – had no correlation to, you know, his back injury that, that happened the year prior or even the knee that happened now a few years back. Um, but at the end of the day, Carson Wentz wasn't the quarterback that ended the Eagles season. He wasn't on the field for that. So there's some question with that. That's why they drafted Jalen Hurts. Um, at the end of the day, Carson Wentz, there's no more excuses. And, and it's not that there's been excuses with the kid. I think he's a super talented guy, and he's got all the intangibles to really be the best quarterback this, this team has ever seen. I mean, Carson has that type of ability. Um, but he's got the weapons now. You got Djax, you got Ertz, you got Goddard, you got Rager, you got Goodwin, you got Jeffrey, you got Ortega Whiteside, Miles Sanders. Like the Eagles have weapons now that you haven't seen before. Um, and there, it's time for Carson to kind of prove that. And I think he will. I really do. The Jalen Hurts selection was questionable. Uh, it was questionable from the sense that I mean the Eagles have a starting quarterback. They don't need a guy like Jalen Hurts, and they also have a starting quarterback who's 27 years old, not 37 years old. So. There's definitely some, some question marks around the selection of Hertz. Um, but, you know, man, I, I think uh, I, I, I'm 
I am at peace with it now. I think it makes sense now. Uh, not only does it give defenses a different look because he'll play a variety of different positions on that offense, um, but it gives you insurance. And it's a, look, man, it's, it's a shame. If Wentz still continues to get hurt on that path that he's on, he's been hurt every year for five years now. He had the concussion last season. Something I will say that Carson never showed up on the injury report in the regular season. Though. That's something that really needs to be. The concussion was such a free thing, and it was such a cheap hit by Jadavian Clowney. Uh, man, fuck that guy, man. No, but in all reality, you know, I, I think Wentz was healthy all of last year. Um, but like I said, he wasn't the quarterback that ended the Eagles season. He wasn't on the field last. It was Josh McCown. So the concussion last year, the year before it's the back injury that he suffered against Dallas. Uh, the year before that, it's the knee that he suffered against the Rams. His rookie season, he fractured a couple ribs in training camp and missed three weeks of training camp. Uh, and then back to his senior year of college, he broke his wrist and returned in the title game and ended up winning the title. Pretty cool story. But regardless of that, he has been injured. Okay. Um, you need insurance, man. You need court- you need good quarterback play to win in this league. And I think Hertz is an improviser. I think he's a scrambler. And I think that really is difficult to defend at the court. Like I don't mean to compare him to Russell Wilson, but I think their play styles are similar. Um, and Russell Wilson is one of the most difficult quarterbacks to go up against in football. So it's uh it's it's kind of difficult, I guess, when you look at it. I, there's no competition. Jalen Hurts is not in the same realm. Of, of a passer that Carson Wentz is. Um, but look, man, if Wentz goes down and, and Hurts steps in and he does well, uh, there could be a conversation in Philadelphia. There really could. Um, ultimately, though, I, I take away that I, I like the move. I think it made sense. I think it made sense at 53. I don't know if I'll get it at 53. I don't think he would have been there in the third, but you definitely could have moved back in the second, in my opinion, to get him. But um, I've made peace with it, man. I've made peace with it. It, it. it gives you an element to your offense that, you know, teams like New Orleans and Baltimore have used in the past uh, with Marty Morningweg, too, in Baltimore. You know, now Morningweg is, is back with the Eagles. So I'm excited to see what they can do with it. Um, but let's not be mistaken that Jalen Hurts was brought in here to be a quarterback, to not be a wide receiver, to not be a running back, to not be an F-back, to be a quarterback. So... It's not that there's competition because Carson Wentz will not be outplayed. I'll tell you that right now. But the Eagles now have insurance to where if Wentz goes down, you have another viable backup that can win you football games, and I'm okay with that. Jumping over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, again, we'll start up front. Uh, I really like what they got. I'll start inside and then go out. Uh, I think it's the best defensive tackle group in football, and I don't think it's really even close, to be honest with you. Um, and that's not me being biased or me being a homer. That's just me speaking facts, man. <laughs> um, I mean, Fletcher Cox, aside from Aaron Donald, and maybe Chris Jones, is probably the best defensive tackle in football. Um, you know, Javon Hargrave is a really underrated player, 27 years old, I think is a, is a really talented guy. A guy that, you know, maybe is not going to show up a ton on stat sheets. And that's the thing with defensive tackles, man. Maybe their numbers aren't going to jump out to you, but they have the impact to wreck games. And I think Hargrave has that ability. And you look at Cox had a down year last year. It's because he was doubled all the time, man. That's not the case this year. That can't happen. If you're going to double Cox, then Javon Hargrave is going to have a field day. Uh, and then Malik Jackson is the third defensive tackle in the, in the rotation is, is huge, man. I mean, he, he's also a versatile guy. He can play outside as well. You re-sign Hassan Ridgeway. Uh, the Eagles are really good in the middle, up front, like really good. And I think for how good they are up front, 
that is maybe the reason that they haven't addressed the linebacker position so hard. But aside from defensive tackle, like, BG is still productive. You know, Derek Barnett needs to take a big step, but I have faith. Derek Barnett just turned 23 years old. He's a young guy, man, really young. I got faith in him, man. He was a first-round pick. He showed a lot of promise. He struggled with injuries. You know, there are no more excuses for him, but there is definitely reason to believe that Barnett can be a solid contributor uh, or a really good contributor this season. Uh, but, you, you know, man, past that, you look at the depth. You traded for Jannard Avery halfway through the year last year. He'll get in a more expanded role. Um, Fourth-round pick originally in Cleveland. You know, Josh Sweat had four sacks last year. He got some exposure, and I think he did pretty well. So I like what they have. Again, I could, I could see the Eagles on the defensive line for as much as they invest in them, maybe bringing back a guy like Vinnie Curry. Um, but, you know, man, I, I really like what they are up front. I think they're really, really, really good up front, and I think they're going to cause a lot of heck for, for offenses. Um, linebacker position is a different story. Uh, I don't agree with their philosophy. Uh, I don't think the Eagles invested enough at that position. And, and look, man, you look at the linebacker position nowadays, you see less and less thumpers, less and less guys like Ray Lewis and Brian Erlacher, because the league is a speed league, man. People spread it out, and it's thrown everywhere, and it's dink and dunk type of stuff, and it's players just making plays, right? And it's athletes making plays over lesser athletes. It's, it's give me a, a screen pass to Tyree Kill and let him run 90 yards in the end zone. Uh, and let me spread it out and go, d- you know what I mean? So, you know, Kansas City is just kind of a blueprint of what offense is going to look like. But I, I have faith in Nate Gary. I like Nate Gary. I think the Eagles really like his intelligence too. I think he's emerged as a, a leader on that defense. He was a, a safety linebacker hybrid coming out of, I believe it was Wisconsin, could be Nebraska. Um, but I like Gary. I, I think he brings a lot to the table. His coverage skills are good, above average. I think he's a physical player. But aside from Gary, man, they got question marks. You know, Jatavis Brown is a guy that, you know, they, they got from the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, as a free agent, formerly played there, uh, has 23 starts in his career, um, but has been injury prone. And look, man, the Eagles didn't invest a lot of money in him. So look, if he's shown up at camp and, and players are beating him out, he could get cut. That's very, that could, that could very well happen. You know, TJ Edwards is a solid guy and, I think there's actually not a lot known on him, but he had 30 tackles last year, and in, in those opportunities, he missed one tackle. He missed one tackle last season. Or, I'm sorry, he had 30 opportunities to make tackles and accomplished that feat 29 of those times, according to Pro Football Focus. So T.J. Edwards is not being talked about, and I don't think he's going to be a star-studded, you're looking at the next Mike Singletary type of player, but I think he's a solid player. I think he's a solid player. I like Edwards and Gary. I don't love them, but I think how talented they are up front and now what they've done to the back end makes up for their subpar linebacker play. You know, Duke Riley's a big special teamer. He'll be a rotational guy. Davion Taylor, the third-round pick out of Colorado, will be a rotational guy, but he's, he's more of a project, man. He's a guy that's going to come along. He's kind of that safety, you know, linebacker hybrid as well. I think something you need to look for in Jim Schwartz's defense, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of dime and sub packages, so... A lot of the time, man, it's going to be two linebackers on the field at one time, not three. You know, they, they fluctuate from base to different sub-packages all the time. And, you know, I, I think Will Parks is really going to be thriving in that third linebacker type of safety role in that box. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be Gary and TJ Edwards more than likely as your two base linebackers. I guess your, your three base linebackers are going to be Edwards, Gary, 
And you could, you could say Jatavis Brown or Duke Riley, okay? But when they go sub-packages and when they bring in a third safety, it's going to be Edwards, Gary, and Will Parks. And that's, that's who you're going to see on the field more. Um, I don't agree with their philosophy. I think they should have invested a little bit more in that position. But I think their talent at other spots on the defense is going to end up making up for their subpar linebacker play because, let's be honest, it is going to be subpar. I mean, Zeke Elliott, when he gets to the second level, is scary. Saquon is scary when he gets to the second level. So even Adrian Peterson is still doing it nowadays. So, you know, the Eagles have question marks there, but they have talent at other positions that I, I feel confident in. Now let's jump to the secondary. Um, I think the secondary needed a new look. Losing Malcolm Jenkins is, is something that I think this team is going to get hurt by. Um, I think Malcolm was a, a very valuable leader to this team over his, over his six-year career in Philadelphia. Um, hasn't missed, didn't miss a snap since you know 2017, over the past two years, two or three seasons. He hasn't missed a snap. That is incredible, especially for how this team has just been depleted with injury over the past few seasons. Um, you know, I, but you you look back to what Howie Roseman said at the start of the offseason, man. We want to get younger and we want to get faster. And Malcolm doesn't fit that. Malcolm doesn't fit that. And it's not that he's not a talented player. Malcolm will be productive. But look, man, he signed a four-year deal in New Orleans. He will, he will be 37 years old at the end of that deal, man. 37 years old. So I think that from, from what I take away from it, the Eagles really wanted him back, but they weren't going to increase his salary. And then he ended up going to New Orleans for a, a really team-friendly deal, uh, which was a little surprising. But, look, man, good things come to an end. I think they're really going to miss him this year, but past this year, I think it was the right decision. I really do. Um, you know, they have a lot of faith in Jalen Mills. They got a lot of hope for him, and I think it's, it's, a, little, it's a little worrisome that he's going to be taking over Malcolm Jenkins' role. But, look, man, everyone has wanted Jalen Mills to play safety from the second he was drafted out of LSU, Okay. And he's a really physical tackler. He plays very good in the red zone, in tight spaces, in confined spaces. He didn't have the speed to be a consistent corner on the outside, but I believe he's got that speed to be a good safety. I'm really excited to see what he can do. You know, I think Jalen Mills is going to be a – I think he's a pleasant surprise, but he himself alone is going to play into is that defense going to be good or not. I mean, he's playing a very big role. He's changing positions. Jalen Mills has a lot on his plate, but I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, Rodney McLeod, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. You might give up his place here and there, but at the end of the day, Rodney McLeod, still only 29 years old, um, is a solid safety. Is a solid safety. He's an above-average safety. Um, He's a physical tackler. He's a good leader on the defense. I like what you have with McLeod. And then, you know, like I mentioned, Will Parks, the Philly native, uh, a really physical guy, versatile guy that will play, you know, in the box and in a bunch of sub-packages. Excited to see what he can do. Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson was a really good selection by this team. Um, you know, you jump outside the corner. You got a stud in Darius Slay. You got a stud in Darius Slay. I think you got a really solid slot corner in Nikel Roby Coleman. Uh, Avante Maddox will get another opportunity on the outside against, I guess, Sidney Jones. But, you know, Maddox played on the outside a lot and in a safety type of role his rookie season. And he played really well, man. You know, Maddox is a scrappy young player, so I'm excited to see what Maddox can do. And, and look, Sidney Jones, you know, I, I know the Sidney Jones hype train has really kind of died down um, after he was initially drafted out of Washington, you know, back in what, I guess 2017. Um, 
you know, he, he tore the Achilles at his pro day, and that really, really set him back. But he came up huge in a couple moments last year. I mean, there was a fourth down on the Monday night game against uh, New York at home, and he forced an incompletion. Uh, he had the game sealer against the Cowboys. That was huge. He had an interception against the Giants then in Week 17. So I had an interception earlier in the year against Atlanta in Week 2. Um, this is it for City Jones. I mean, there's no more excuses, but... He's got. I think the Eagles secondary has an opportunity to, to really overachieve. Um, but aside from just Maddox and Jones competing at that spot, like Craven LeBlanc's a good player to have in that rotation. Rasul Douglas is still a competitive player. I think the bottom line is, man, the Eagles have created competition. And I think regardless of what you want to look at it and say, I think competition brings out the best in you in the sport of football. And the Eagles created competition, man. And I, I like that. I like that in the secondary. So ultimately, man, I, I look at this team – and the specialists, I guess, you know, Rick Lovato will be the long snapper. Uh, Cam Johnson will be the punter out of the Ohio State University. Uh, and Jake Elliott still doing his thing. You know, kicking boots from uh, out of the University of Memphis. Um, so, I, you know, man, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Eagles can do, man. The specialists obviously remain the same. But the Brooks injury really hurts. But there's no reason why this team can't compete for the, for the NFC East title. And, and, and more than that, than be a legitimate contender in the NFC. Uh, Look, man, they added speed and a lot of speed on offense, man, and I'm excited to see what they can do with that. They're going to get guys back from injury. I think defensively you added some, some, some really nice pieces. Um, I'm ex- they're, they're younger. They should be a healthier team, knock on wood. I like what they are, man. I do. Uh, this is my quick little outlook. I've been, going, I've been rambling on here for roughly 30 minutes, and last time I filmed this, I was pretty heavily pretty heavily sedated on some marijuana. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, these things happen, but I really went into to the outlook of the NFC East, and, and the video ended up deleting, which is very unfortunate, so I'm glad I could kind of give my thoughts. You know, I know it's 30 minutes I've been rambling on, but I'm glad I can kind of give my thoughts on, on the outlook of the team this year. I think I, you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm not a reporter i'm not an analyst although maybe one day that'd be cool to get into but i just know the eagles man um that's just something i've, I've always kind of prided myself on i just i know philly sports but i i damn know the philadelphia eagles man so uh you know just my thoughts here i'll be back with other episodes later i don't think i'll publish these up until you know maybe i get some more confidence to do so but uh thanks for tuning in guys until next time